Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Kim. Hey, I'm Ted. <laughs> nice to see you, Ted. Nice to see you, Kim. Nice to see all of you guys, too. Yeah, you're looking fabulous. You know what? Hmm. You know what today is? What? Today is a day you could tell me a story. Yes, it is. I'm very excited. Yes, I am going to tell you a story today about one of our favorite things. Oh, really? I believe. Okay. Donuts. Oh, donuts. I thought you were talking about cheese. Oh, no. I mean, cheese is definitely one of our favorite things. But we've already done a cheese episode. It's true. So how do you feel about donuts, my friend? Well, let me tell you a little story about donuts, Kim. When I was a little boy, about five or six years old, when I stayed at my grandmother's house, I would get up every morning, sneak downstairs, and she'd be cooking little tiny cinnamon donuts in her little, you know, uh, toaster oven. Oh my gosh, homemade donuts? Homemade little, well, they're frozen. She's warming uh, them up. Oh. Yeah. But I'd sneak up and I'd scare and she'd pretend she was scared and then she'd give me some donuts. Oh. So, as a reward for scaring uh-huh. her. <laughs> it was cute. It was our little time we hung out together. Oh. Yeah. She that's was adorable. adorable. Yeah. Little six-year-old Ted. Little six-year-old Ted. Hey, Grandma. Give me a donut. Yeah. So I like donuts. Yes. All right. I got a question for you. How far would you walk to eat a donut? How far would I walk to eat a donut? Would you walk to the next room? I would walk to the next room. Would you walk to a neighbor's house? I'd go to a neighbor's house. I might even go down the street. Would you run? Oh, Ted, don't run. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd ride a bike. You'd ride a bike? I'd ride a bike. All right. Well, how about this? How about five miles full pace running? How do you say, ah, hell no, and donut talk? (laughs) What about for 12 donuts? I would walk swiftly. (laughs) (laughs) I would walk swiftly five miles for a dozen donuts. All right. Well... We're going to learn about some people who will run full speed ahead, Ooh. eating donuts in the middle. Sounds like the world's most delicious race. Today's episode, the Krispy Kreme Challenge. So the Krispy Kreme Challenge has been labeled a unique challenge that involves both athletic and gastrointestinal skills. So there's training. Oh, yes. There is definitely athleticism involved. Uh It is a long race that involves eating multiple donuts Uh along the way and still being able to race well. Okay. Tell me more. Well, I will not tell you any more, no matter how much you beg me to, (laughs) (laughs) but Elise Romola will. She's one of the race directors for Uh this upcoming year, and she is also a rising junior at the University of North Carolina. Okay. Five miles, 12 donuts, one hour. Are you up for the challenge? My name is Elise Romola, and I'm one of the four race directors for the 2020 Krispy Kreme Challenge. How'd you get involved? I got involved my freshman year just off of the recommendation with some friends. The Krispy Kreme Challenge is NC State's number one student tradition, so they promote it really well. And I really enjoy running, and I also love donuts, so I thought it was the (laughs) perfect way to combine that in addition to give back to the community. I mean, it sounds like it was made for you. I look over the uh, details of this race, and I got to be honest, I don't know whether or not it makes me hungry or queasy. A little bit of both, I'd say. Right. So let's describe for people what is the Krispy Kreme Challenge. 
Of course. So it's a five-mile race, and the whole point is that you start at NC State's Bell Tower, you run two and a half miles down to the local Krispy Kreme, and the challenge is to eat a dozen donuts there and then run the two and a half miles back all under one hour. But if you can't do that, that's completely okay. We're not forcing you to eat the donuts. You can (laughs) eat as many as you want. You can walk the whole thing. But to officially complete the challenge, you have to eat all 12 and run five miles in under one hour. But it also is a great race because it gives back to UNC Children's Hospital. All of the race um, proceeds and money we raise goes directly to them to support those families. It's such a wonderful idea. And I know it didn't start out with a charity element. It started out with just some friends goofing around, right? Absolutely. It started off as a dare between four park scholars on NC State's campus in the middle of winter, of all things. They said, (laughs) do you think you could eat a dozen donuts and run five miles? And they said, yes, we do. And they proved it right. So (laughs) here we are 16 years later, still going strong. And so how long into your history did the charity element come around? So the charity element came around almost three to four years after we started. Once we started gaining traction and popularity within, with on campus and within the community, they realized, hey, we could do something with this and use this publicity to make a difference. So they started actually partnering with uh, the local Raleigh Krispy Kreme to pr- kind of provide donuts and then also realized we get this many number of participants interested, we could raise money for a local cause. And so they decided as a group to choose the UNC Children's Hospital because it was kind of something that was personal within within the organization as a whole. And so that's how we ended up partnering with them as well. And you guys have done right by them. Tell everyone how much you've raised. Um, to date, we've raised just over $1.7 million for UNC Children's. Um, and our goal is to raise, uh, we have committed $2 million to them. So we're working towards that. Oh my gosh, that is just amazing. So you yourself have participated in the race? I have. I have not completed the challenge. I <laughs> missed it by just a few minutes my freshman year, but um, I did participate in it. I wanted to see what it was like for myself. So I ran and I will say the running is not the hard part. It's eating the donuts. That's really a struggle. So the only thing that kept you from completing was your time. You got all those donuts down and, and you walked across the finish line. Mm-hmm. I was, it took me it took me double the time it, of running to eat the donuts just because you start there and it's, it's hard to eat 12 donuts after two and a half miles, but you do it for the kids is what we say. <laughs> oh my goodness. So some of the times that are associated with this race are on par with any five mile race. Some people mm-hmm. that are doing this are incredible athletes. Oh, absolutely. Our record is 31 minutes. And when I saw that, I said, that must be the first half of the race. That can't be the whole thing. Right. But that's uh, we tried to do the math. That's almost of like four minute mile eating donuts and then running back. And there's some people out there that actually train for this. They do practice runs with donuts in wherever they live. And so people take it very seriously. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So um, we are heard um, nationally and internationally. So some people might not know the joy of a Krispy Kreme donut. Can you describe what makes it a little more unique than most donuts? 
Oh, absolutely. Krispy Kreme donuts, and I may be biased, are the best donuts on this planet, especially just they're simple, original glazed. They're light and fluffy. They're warm. The glaze is just sweet enough, but not too sweet that it overpowers everything else. It's everything you could want in a donut. It's honestly pure perfection. Yeah, I mean, they have a cult following. (laughs) How many people participate? So last year, we had just over 7,000 runners. Um, So that's kind of the average for us every year. And we're looking to grow that this year. So we're excited to see what the number turns out to be. Good job. And one thing that I was very impressed by was your sustainability efforts. So we take uh, great care and especially within the planning of logistics for the race of all of our kind of recyclables, um, everything that can be compostable, anything that we're able to do to kind of sustain the environment and make it a sustainable race. We absolutely put that into the must have section of our logistics plan. That's wonderful. And a lot of events that we cover don't start out including costumes, but end up including costumes. (laughs) Do people ever dress up for this race? Oh, absolutely. And you never know what you're going to see. Originally, there was never really a costume contest, but it's become such a fun thing, especially when we have children who are patients at UNC Children's Hospital come, their favorite thing is seeing the costumes people come up with. People dress up as donuts and uh, like donut makers. And then, of course, we have random costumes. We have a lot of superheroes, um, people decked out in American gear. Our personal favorite is the NC State swim team comes out in their Speedos and <laughs> runs the race. So, and it is the middle of February. So oh it's a little gosh. cold. Oh, my gosh. A plus. Is there anything else about the race or the challenge that you want to add that we didn't cover? One of the biggest things we like to emphasize is that you don't have to be in Raleigh to do the race. While it's great to come in and kind of take part in the experience, we do have a virtual race option. So if you and your friends are near a local Krispy Kreme, you can still participate. You can sign up for the virtual race and have it wherever you are. It could be whether you're in America or around the world, you still can be a part of the challenge. You can still donate and fundraise and make a difference for the children at UNC Hospital. Have you got- gotten feedback from people who have done it elsewhere? Yeah, so we actually have had people do it all across the country and some people actually did it in Canada and so they map out their own race route with their Krispy Kreme and they send us videos and pictures and it's a great experience for them, especially when they get a group of friends together to do it. That is awesome. If people want to learn more, where should they go? KrispyKremeChallenge.com or check out all of our social media, which is just Krispy Kreme Challenge. That is insane. I can't imagine eating a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts while running. I can barely imagine running and I can barely imagine eating a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Right. Same. I mean, I don't know if I can imagine eating a dozen donuts. I think the joy would probably be gone for me like after five. I don't know. I I could probably eat five and be pretty happy though. I think I did it once, but I'm not positive. You did your own like Ted Ledoux (laughs) donut challenge. Well, I didn't know it it. was a thing, but I think way back in the day, like 10 years ago, I stopped and got a dozen donuts and I don't think they made it to where they're supposed to make it. Are you for real? Maybe. I mean, they're so good. They are really perfection. (laughs) Have you ever brought a box of donuts to work to present to someone and there only be like four left. <laughs> right. like, well, I don't know why they gave me the big box. I didn't oh, ask weird. for it. Yeah. I meant to bring you four donuts. Right. I'm sh- that sounds like a lot of donuts. So what did they say? 7,000 people. Right. 
12 donuts per person on a good day. Right. So that is... Obviously 84,000 donuts. The homers of the world are, are drooling. Oh, yeah. donuts. Yes. Yeah. So you think if they put all those donuts end to end, it would cover the whole racetrack? I think that's a fantastic question that is worthy of a calculator. Do it. All right. So we have 84,000 donuts, each one maybe like three inches long. Sure. So 252,000 inches Mm -hmm. divided by 12 for feet would be 21,000 feet. And then translate that to miles. Nope, not not quite. Not quite. Almost four miles. Well, hopefully, either A, they get more people. Yeah. Or they up the number of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> For the kids' sake, I hope it's more oh, right. people. Well, yeah, me too. Me too. You know, it occurred to me listening to her that a lot of these events we cover do it for charity. Yes. And they raised over a million dollars. Yeah. And they plan to raise two. I like the fact they've made a commitment to the North Carolina Children's Hospital. Well, we'll put a link on our site. And if you want to donate, go to RochambeauPodcast.com and donate to those lovely folks. Ted. Yes, Kim. Guess what's going on this weekend? Ooh, I can't wait to find out. Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. Oh my gosh, I absolutely wish you would do it. It's the U.S. Air Guitar Championship. Oh my lord. <laughs> it would be fun to watch you do that. Yeah. You know, I was once an uh, air guitar enthusiast. Really? Yes, I was a young boy, so therefore <laughs> I played air guitar. As did every young boy. Yes. Yes. Well, the Air Guitar U.S. Championships are a qualifier for the World Championships, Uh which is happening later this month. And we'll be doing an episode on soon. So very excited to present that. But right now, the current world champion is a female. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's a second time winner. She won first when she was 18 years old. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself this weekend. If you can get to Nashville, you can watch the U.S. Air Guitar Championship. And then later on in the month, we'll have a full episode for you on the World Air Guitar Championship. This is foreshadowing. How about that? Well done, Kim. Well, for my calendar event, we are traveling back in time to Yield. Frontierland in Valdez, Alaska. Oh. It's the Valdez Gold Rush Days. Do tell. Actually, I misspelled it here. It says God Rush Days, but I think it's Gold Rush Days. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good event, too. Um, (laughs) The Gold Rush Days are a citywide celebration of the pioneer spirit and the history of the area. It's a citywide event. Uh, goes on for a couple days. Geographically, I know Anchorage, yeah. a couple other big places in Alaska. Where is, did you say Valdez? Valdez. To the east of Anchorage in the Gulf of Alaska. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it is on water. Nice. Um, yep. But so this has been going on for quite a while. It's pretty popular and it has such events as a pancake breakfast, as we tend to like to talk I about. love events that start with pancakes. <laughs> right? There is a, a parade, of course. Cool. Open air market. Nice. Petapalooza. Excuse me? Petapalooza. I heard you. Yes. Don't understand you. That's a pet show. Bring your pets. Show them off. Hey, look at my dog. That's it? Hey, there's a dog. <laughs> you win. Yeah. That's how Petapalooza goes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Makes perfect sense. There's a wine walk. Ooh. Yeah, through, I like the sound old, of that. Like, just like in old times. Oh, yeah, because old times times people walked around with their Chardonnays all the time. Well, did you know, a little known fact, Lewis and Clark, that was a wine walk. 
(laughs) (laughs) They were really into it. Then after the wine walk, there's a whiskey sit. Ooh. (laughs) It's true. Sorry, that's hysterical. I know. It says, tired from wine walking? (laughs) Rest your bones at the whiskey sit. Wonderful. Yeah, that's awesome. Wonderful. And I think the highlight of it, and this happens a couple days, jail and bail arrests by the can-can girls and Keystone cops. Do tell me more. Please, please, please. (laughs) Okay. This is the description. I'm going to read it to you. What does whining and sniveling, overworked and underpaid, being a sourpuss and overall suspicious behavior have in common? There are all reasons to have your friends or foes arrested. Wow. The jail and bail warrants and arrest is happening Thursday, Friday, and Saturday around lunch hour. Stop by the Gold Rush store or go on a website to fill out a warrant and for a small fee, we'll have your friend or foe arrested and placed in the Hooskow, all in the name of fun. Arrestees will have to post bail one way or the other. That's fantastic. Isn't that a great idea? Yes, because I have been to festivals with people who are cranky pants. Uh huh. I would love to get them arrested. <laughs> <laughs> quit could, being a cranky quit, pants. Yeah, you're Start be having fun. Right, or else. That's You're going awesome. to Hooskow. I don't know what that is, though. Hooskow was, I don't know. I was going to make up something <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's a jail cam. Okay. Yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah, so that sounds fun. So if you want to get arrested, go to um, Valdez or Valdez. (laughs) However it said, wherever it is. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We appreciate you. If you appreciate this podcast, please take a second to give us a review. Uh Uh-huh. And subscribe. Yeah. And And tell us where... what event we should cover yes please we want to know what's going on in your town and the best way to find out is for you to tell us absolutely yeah and you'll get your name on the internet if we if we post your idea pretty amazing (laughs) big time also thanks Cadillac Jones for the music (laughs) I'm sorry we did a wine walk before we started recording today (laughs) and this whiskey sit is not going well not going well oh it's going really well actually (laughs) All right. till next time people goodbye You know how I know this? Have you been there? No, a boat hit it. Remember the Exxon Valdez? Maybe I'm wrong about that. Let me look that up. <laughs> I just made you know, that up just now. <laughs> you know how the city exists? A boat a hit boat it. A boat hit it? <laughs> the entire city. It's because a boat hit it. I was way wrong on that, Kimberly. Crack me uh, up. <laughs> Let's just make up facts about was, national disasters, okay, that was shall totally, we? That was totally wrong. <laughs> it's not. It is not. Oh, I'm I'm an idiot. (laughs)